to another episode of Parminio. I just don't have any resources for you. That's a phrase that you may very well hear if you're a chief of staff. As a chief of staff, of course, you're working to move projects, processes, things through the operating cycle for your partner driving the agenda. And obviously what's gonna happen from time to time as you're working and pulling together different organizational subunits within the organization to make things flow through there, you're gonna come up against competing uh, resources, people who are competing for resources and their disparate units. You're gonna have people who aren't necessarily aligned with the goals in the, in the way that things need to be within the organization, and then you're going to have conflict. It's inevitable. As a matter of fact, um, the research on conflict says it is inevitable. You're going to face it. And if we look at some of the research, this is from Lewis and French, 1997. What they said was conflict within an organization is inevitable. And this is a consequence of boundaries arising within any organizational structure that creates separate groups competing for resources. Rivers, 2005, categorization. The us and them is enough to cause conflict in an organization. That's based upon social identity theory. This subgrouping, when groups are formed and when it happens, the different functions in the organization compete for resources. And that's research from Lewis in 1997. I think anybody that's worked in an organization knows that conflict is inevitable. I think if you're a chief of staff, or if you're working to be a chief of staff, you obviously, conflict resolution is probably a key skill um, that you need to have. So what we're gonna do on this episode of the podcast is three things. Number one, we're gonna talk about the factors that lead to conflict, structural type things. Number two, we're gonna look at some statistics on conflict. How widespread is it? How pervasive is it? And then number three, we're gonna go through a four-step model of conflict resolution. It's based predominantly on the work of Fisher and Urey and Getting to Yes, which is a fantastic um, a, a book. All right, so let's, let's work through this here. And first of all, let's just look at some of the leading causes of conflict in organizations. We're gonna look at a few researchers and what they've pulled together. Cats, from research Cats did. Number one, structural. Interdependencies between organizational subunits create conflict. Number two, role conflict, arising from sets of prescribed behaviors, uh, ambiguous roles. Think about this, you're a chief of staff and this is a new chief of staff role in the organization. They've never been exposed to it. Probably gonna be some ambiguity about your role that's gonna cause conflict. That's another issue to be discussed on another podcast, how to clarify that. Number three, um, resource conflict. Groups are competing for resources. So structural conflict, role conflict, and resource conflict. Robbins identified three areas, communication, structural, and personal. And so those things drive conflict. 
Kesbaum in 92 did some extensive survey work on conflict and came up with a list of 13 areas that drive conflict. Goal priorities not defined, personality, communication, politics, procedures, resource allocations, scheduling issues, leadership and effectiveness, ambiguous roles, cost, reward structure, prior conflicts and technical opinions that are disputed within the organization. So there's lots of areas and things that will contribute to conflict. And of course, if you're not well versed and skilled in conflict resolution, or you let the heat of the moment get to you, conflict can be driven worse through personalities and prior conflicts and butting heads. All right, secondly here, let's get into um, some statistics on conflicts. How pervasive is it? And here's a survey of 5,000 people in nine countries. What they found that 85% of those people surveyed had experienced conflict to some degree. 29% frequent conflict, a lot. That's one third of the respondents dealing with conflict all the time. 64% have dealt with a toxic personality um, at some time and 94% had been exposed to a toxic personality. In terms of work time uh, related to conflict resolution, it averaged from 0.9 to 3.2 hours per week dealing with conflict resolution. In the United States, it was 2.8. So you can see conflict is pervasive. It is something that is going to be a fact of life in any organization. And the more skilled you are in dealing with it, especially as a chief of staff, the more successful you'll be in your, in your career. And that's what we want to do here is prepare people for success. You may already have a conflict resolution model that you're using successfully. If you are, love, we'd love to hear about it. Perhaps we can have you on the show um, and, do a, and do a Q&A on it. If you're, if you're interested, please contact me. Perhaps this is something you can merge or, uh, into the model you're using, some aspects of it. If you're not familiar, if you're on the um, beginning of your career, this is something you can take, mold, evolve, right? So four-step process, and we're gonna work through each step. Step one is awareness. Step two, self-preparation. Step three, conflict reduction. Step four, negotiation. All right, step one, awareness. This just revolves around understanding what's going on. Um, negative emotional states, perhaps myself, perhaps the other person. Perceived differences, we have perceived differences. One party has taken a stance, feedback might have been given, and it might have been resisted. So I'm being self-aware about things. And just to note, when you're working through conflict resolution, it might be a past conflict, something that's arose that you're redressing using this process, or it might be something that's just happening right now in the present moment that you're working to diffuse, de-escalate, and then come to a solution. Obviously, if it's in the present moment, you got, everything has to be compressed and you have to be ready to be doing these things. It means you have to be automated and very practiced at this. All right, step two. After self-awareness, step two is self-preparation. So I'm preparing myself. And the well, first thing I wanna do here is control my emotional state, de-escalate if, if I've been heightened, if my emotional stress response has been activated. I can do deep breathing that activates my parasympathetic nervous system. I can go for a walk. I can do some meditation, some chanting. I can reframe 
We talked about reframing on the rejection podcast, right? So when someone says, I don't have any resources for you, I can reframe that and say, what they're saying is, is if they give me a resource, they will fall, uh, they will miss deadlines, perhaps they will miss budget, they'll have cost overruns, and that's important to them. I wanna help solve this, right? So I'm reframing. So first, control emotional state. Step two, I wanna move to a state of resourcefulness because we gotta, we gotta problem solve. We have to identify creative solutions. So I need to be in a state of resourcefulness. I'm gonna be positive, I wanna be creative. I can think to a positive time to get me there, right? I can uh, practice thinking about creative solutions on things that will typically happen to a chief of staff, right? Running up against uh, issues where people don't have resources to move them to a, a project, for example. That's going to be something that's going to come up. All right. And then I can, of course, use reappraisals, right? So control my emotional state, state of resourcefulness. And what I want to do next is think about moving from positions to interest. The position is the statement the person is usually going to tell you, and that's what heightens the emotions. The person tells me, I don't have any resources for you. That's their position. It's not their interest. We want to move to interest. Their interest might be if they put somebody on this project team, they will miss deadlines. If they put somebody on this project team, they will have cost overruns, things like that. Those are interests. Then we want to move to outcomes. Step three, conflict reduction, right? So now I'm with the other person um, and we're meeting about negotiating this, this and we want to reduce the conflict. But again, remember if things are compressed, the awareness and the self-preparation phase are happening very rapidly. I got to reduce the emotional state really quick because we're going to move to step three really fast, conflict reduction. We want to reduce the emotional energy Two, I want to have good body language, open, accessible, not cross body. I want to have a non-judgmental face, not sneering at the other person, not having faces that look like I'm perturbed or angry, just soft, open, non-judgmental. And I want to use appropriate language. If it's a heightened emotional state, I got to be appropriate, not using humor, not using language which is befuddled. I want to use direct, open, appropriate language. Three, um, I want to have a safe environment. We could be in, we meet in a neutral location. We could have agreed to have confidentiality about how we decide to make decisions. I want to be respectful. I want to exercise active listening, rephrasing. They're telling me something. What I'm hearing is that you're saying you don't have any resources. And that might be because if you do put somebody on this team, you'll miss deadlines or you'll run over budget. And they can say, yeah, that's, that's what's going on. So I'm rephrasing. I want to move from positions to interests, which is what I just did, and then move into creative solutions, right? And one creative solution for this might be, well, we have some other budget associated with this project that we could give to part of it to your team, your group, if we did that and you use some of it to hire a contractor or something, would that help to get one of your more experienced persons or people on this project? So I'm moving into creative solutions, right? Could we move somebody on another project, which is far less important to this project and make it work? Those are creative solutions. 
One of the things you can use is what's called the AMP model, A-M-P-P. -P. So A is for ask, their perspective. M is for mirror, encourage the, the speaker to offer their, 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 their perspectives and, and you're observing, but encourage them. P is for paraphrase, restate the response in your own words. And P, the last P, A-M-P, P is for priming, prime the pump. If they're reluctant to talk, speak out with some ideas or some perspectives that might be what they're leaning towards, but use careful language. So you can use the AMP model, A-M-P-P. -P. Ask, mirror, paraphrase, prime. All right, so step three was conflict reduction. Step four, negotiation. Right, so now we're, we've identified positions where we started. And in this example, it was, I don't have any resources for you. We've identified some interest, right, that we've identified. If you were to give somebody to this new project, you might run over budget. You might miss some deadlines. It might cause more strain in the group, right? And, and we agree on those, right? So we've agreed on some interest. We've also getting into creative solutions discussed. I can move some other budget that you can hire a contractor. That's one possible solution. We can move somebody from another um, less important project to this one, which is extremely important to the organization. And so we've got some creative solutions discussed. Next thing we wanna do is agree on our list of interests and we can have uh, what's called an agreement frame. We agree on their interest, they agree on my interest. We have a frame to move forward in a positive manner. We've agreed on things. All right, so we have a list of interest. We have some options identified earlier, moving budget, moving people from a project that's less important to this project. And we'll come up with some more as we're problem solving. And then we can evaluate the options, decide upon a course of action. And if we're, we're still at loggerheads, we want again, come up with some more creative solutions, do some creative problem solving, some blue sky perhaps. We decide upon an acceptable solution for both parties, our interests are both met. And then what we do is move forward with an implementation and perhaps we evaluate it afterwards. Again, we've used the four step model. Step one, awareness. Step two, self preparation. Step three, conflict reduction. Step four, negotiation. And then what we can do, of course, is reduce conflict and have conflict resolution. Again, we started off with, I don't have any resources for you. We went to positions. We went to interest identified. We had some creative problem solving. We led to an agreement frame and we made some evaluations and we decided on a solution together. And that's what we did in a nice um, de-escalated, less intense emotional state. And what we did was help the organization move forward to achieve our goals. That's what we're all about here on Parmenio's coming together as one to achieve our goals and our visions and our dreams. All right, if you have any questions, if you have any models you'd like to share, I'd like to come on the show, happy to hear you. Send me an email, glenn, G-L-E-N-N, -N, at parmenio.co, and we'll talk some more. Thank you once again for listening to this episode of Parmenio.